For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joints and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Join Bishop Edward Butchie as he brings you the engrafted word of truth, which is able to save you, transform you, and guide you to become a stronger Christian with a deeper relationship with the Lord. This teaching is anointed, down to earth, and full of practical wisdom for your Christian life. Bishop Edward Butry is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Mills and a seasoned minister of the Word. He currently pastors the Poiman Church in the Gambia. Join Bishop Edward Butry for a life-changing encounter with the Word of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, have your way this morning in our midst. Touch our lives and our hearts and bless us. Fill us, Lord, with your presence, with your power, and with every grace. Cause our lives to be a blessing. Teach us your word. Direct us, Lord, in the path which you want us to walk. Let our lives be fulfilling and let our lives be fruitful. We thank you. We bless you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Be seated, everybody. All right. I don't know, but I think it's too loud on the stage, something. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and from verse number 9. I'm going to start a new series from today, and the title is Going Deeper and Doing More. Going deeper and doing more. Life is such that if you get to a point where you feel you have accomplished everything, you start to deteriorate rather. That's why some old people, when it gets to a certain stage, they don't want to go out again. Because they feel that they've done whatever they have to do. Sometimes even when they fall sick, they don't want to go to any hospital, any doctor. It's like, where we have reached is enough. We have done what we could do. There is nothing more to do. But for somebody who always looks forward to achieving things, they never rest. And as young people, all of us are young people. I don't know any old man and old woman here. Because I'm older than many of you here, but I'm still younger in the spirit and in the flesh than many of you. Yeah. First Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9. Here is the word of God. It says, But as it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. Verse 10. But God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searcheth all things. Yea, the 
things of God. Now I'm talking about going deeper and doing more. One of the reasons why many people don't accomplish things in life is because they are shallow. If you take different types of profession, take, let's say, people who sew. There are some people, when they sew for you, you have to visit them again and again to correct what they have sewn before you wear it. There are some people, when you show them what you want to sew, they sew what they want to sew, not what you want. <laughs> Sometimes when they give you what they have produced, they say, it's okay. They find you strange if you keep commenting. I mean, you know, yeah. They are very comfortable on the periphery. They don't challenge themselves. Many people settle in life for something we call mediocrity. It's like you can cook, but you cook well. You can talk, but you talk well. You can teach. Do you teach well? Whatever you do, do you do it well? Many of us have not gotten to that level where we are excellent in the things that we do. Now, it means that there is more for us to search. There is more for us to attempt to understand and to know in any given opportunity that you have. So that your products or whatever comes out of you will be excellent. Yeah. It is the reason why cars are produced in year. I mean, it's like the new dashboard design, new uh, 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 lighting system, uh, new braking system. I mean, shifting, all kinds of, it's like different things, you see. And this, the people were able to raise the standard are people who go into the things more. It's like, okay, we did it, and, and it could be better. So what do we do to make it better? Even building of roads. There are, there, are, there are countries that build roads for 10 years. And after the 10 years, the road is still in good condition. Do you understand? But they have a way of adding things to it to strengthen it for another 10 years. There are bridges that are built, and their bridges are built for 50 years span. Yeah. Because they've learned, they've made mistakes. They've built bridges that collapsed during storms, during hurricanes, during strong weather, different things. They've built roads that didn't last. So in building, they make sure that whatever mistake was in the past is corrected. And it's called research. Do you understand? R&D. Many companies have such, companies that produce, they have R&D. Like even fuel. The fuel that goes into cars, eh, there's always research and development to give us proper, even if it's called petrol or diesel, as we all know. There are enhanced ingredients to make sure that the product doesn't burn fast, to, to save you cost from buying more. And then also, for emission purposes, so that we don't emit uh, uh, things into the air to pollute the atmosphere. So, a lot of things. And people are searching, studying, you know, to improve our lives. Yeah. You. What are you into? And, and, and ask yourself, have you added value to yourself in any way? That you did something, you realize that I didn't do well. I, I got I to do better. I got to do better. Do you challenge yourself? 
people who challenge themselves, they advance. Yeah. But God, go back to the scripture, verse 9, 1 Corinthians 2, verse 9. I like the word of God, I tell you. It has life. It says, but as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. Now, what it means is that as we are sitting here, all of us, we have no idea. We are clueless as to the things that God really wants for us. Your eye hasn't seen it. Your ear hasn't heard it. Your heart has not conceived it. So you are far away from really knowing exactly what God wants for you. But the question is, do you even want to know? You see, as you are sitting here, Sometimes you can, you can find yourself, you see, you are studying, you are doing something, but it's like you realize, you know, I can do far better. I, I, you know, so you, you, you want to challenge yourself to do something more, to add something to it. You, you are always on the move. You are doing something yourself without motivation from anywhere. You yourself, you have sparked your engines. When you challenge yourself, you see, Something happens to you. Verse 10. It says, but God, our eyes have been seen, our ears have not heard, neither has it entered our heart, the things that God has prepared for us. But God, nonetheless, he has revealed it to us. But do you know? Do you know what God wants for you? Many of us, we don't know. That's why we keep making mistakes. That's why we are unhappy. You can never find your purpose in God and be unhappy. You can never, even, even in life, there are people eh, who don't go to church, who don't believe in God. That's the world. There are people who despise God. Yet, they say to themselves, they found that thing which they have to do in life. And they are so complete and fulfilled with themselves that they do that thing and they excel in it. Yeah. It's called a revelation. Like, I know what I want to do with my life. And they find it. And they do it. Now how come we who are supposed to be children of God, we also find ourselves in this bubble where we are confused. So many things in every decision, every aspect of our lives, when it comes to decision taking and it comes to things that we have to do with our lives, many of us are really confused. It says... Because you see, your eye may not have seen, your ear may not have heard, but, and your heart will not, may not have conceived what God really wants for you. But God, in his infinite wisdom and power, he hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. So the first thing is, do you have any relationship with the spirit of God? There is nothing you have to accomplish in life that God has not revealed or made known to you, but you don't know it. For the spirit searcheth all things. All things. Many of us don't have patience to sit for God to take over your life. You don't sit for God to take over your life. You You don't have patience. There's no humility. He hath revealed them by his spirit. Yes, the spirit searcheth all things. Everything in our life. God's word is able to enter and deal with it. 
Yes, the deep things of God concerning your life. There are things you would never know until it is revealed. That's why I like Hebrews 4.12. One of my favorite prayer scriptures. It says, for the word of God is quick. It is alive and powerful, potent. It has, when they say something has potency, it means it has the ability to produce life. <laughs> it is quick. Yeah. It has a, a certain power. It produces God's word. For, through faith, we know that the wells were uh, free, not with anything created by hands, but by the words that were spoken. And it is sharper than any two-edged sword. Butchers have a two-edged sword they use to cut. If you see how butchers, when they hang the meat, you see, they have a way of cutting it. Those knives, very sharp, if you make a mistake, and it gets through you. Many years ago, some two brothers who do suya, how do you call it? Suya. Afra, yes. They were fighting each other. Publicly. And one of them took one of these two-edged swords and cut his brother's hand and the thing was hanging. And he ran away. Yeah. Bloody. They sharpen it. Very sharp. And it's like it's used to slice. Because it's very sharp. So they slice and they take chunks of the meat. Yeah. You see, the, the, there's a description that we are being rev- that is being revealed to us. That, that's how God's word is. It can cut. But what does it cut? It says, it pierces, it enters into the soul. It, it has divided. God's word separates your soul from your body. And your body from your spirit. Because these three things. It's like a mechanic. A mechanic knows when the problem is your engine. And when the problem is your tire. Or when the problem is what else? Eh? Gearbox. Yeah. Yeah. It is piercing. Even to the dividing asunder of your soul and your spirit. And of the joints and the marrow. So now it's like your soul, your spirit, joints and marrow is your flesh. Joints and marrow is flesh. So God's word has the capacity to deal deeply with your soul, with your spirit, and with this body. Yeah. Just as you are also, many of us are very sensitive to the needs of our bodies. Yeah. Yeah. Because the first man, Adam, was made a living soul and he became aware of himself. When he fell into sin, he said, I'm naked. Let me clothe myself. So we are very conscious of ourselves. Any correct person doesn't walk out of his room without wearing clothes. <laughs> yeah. 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 We invest. When you are hungry, nobody has to tell you you are hungry. You know it yourself. Yeah. Because there's a consciousness. The body wants food. When you are tired, nobody has to tell you you are tired. Go and rest. You know you are tired. Yeah. Because you are conscious of this body. 
When you look in the mirror, you know what to hide. Because you see. Yeah. You know what to polish up. Yeah. Yesterday I went to the Babburn Salon. I sat in the mirror. I, and then there's a mirror behind. Then I saw this side of my head. I, I told the Baba, the thing is finishing. You know. He said, yes. <laughs> hey! The circle is growing big, big, big. Senegambia ran about. I tell you. <laughs> yeah. I tell you. Soon, everything will be normal. It's like, it will finish. Then there's no need to go to the barber again. And the hair itself, I decided to take him, himself away from the body. But it's like, you see these things and it's like, you are worried. Hey. Hey. Yeah. Because we are conscious of the body. If your hair grows, you, you want to go and cut it. Do you understand? It's like, because you, that's what you see. But you see, your soul also is a being. And how conscious are you of the soul to deal with it when there are issues with the soul? Soul is your spirit. If the spirit has issues, how conscious are you of it to deal with it? And when you don't balance all this, eh, you can be looking beautiful and, 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 and polished, dressed, happy with your way, the way you are looking and things, but inside you, you are depressed because your soul is empty. There is no joy. There is no peace. Your spirit man is, is craving for attention. You are looking for wrong people to praise you. Yeah. So you see, that's why many women get attracted to, to silly people who praise them because they, they've spent a lot of time to look good. So when they hear Somebody who says, man, you look good. They respond to that thing. Yeah. Because their spirit craves for relationship. It is the spirit in us that likes fellowship. The reason why you have friends is not because of your body. It's because of your spirit. It is your spirit that draws you to people. So the people in your life, they are drawn into your life because your spirit demands or desires fellowship. That's what we call the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. When the Spirit of God is with you, you also need or desire to be with him. It is the spirit man that wants us to marry. Because, you see, if marriage is about sex, I'm telling you, men will pay for sex and then go home. That's why they are prostitutes. You can go and pay and have sex and go home. But marriage is not about sex. It's a companionship. It's a fellowship. A relationship. Do you understand? That's your spirit. This, this is what God has created us to be. Not to be alone, you see, but to be with somebody in fellowship. And that fellowship that God has given us, many of us, we've put men before God. So we, we enhance these fellowships and we forsake the great fellowship in our life, which is the fellowship with God himself, the Father. Yeah. So many of you, you have a lot of friends on your phones. You chat with them every day, but you don't have any relationship with God. It is only when you need something that you remember that there is a God up there. When you speak to him, he will answer you. That's not the type of friendship. If you you have a friend, anytime you come, hey, I'm going for a party. Can you give me uh, that your nice brown shoe? Then they give it to you. Then you go. You won't bring the shoe. And then you remember that, okay, I need 
she has some red shoe. Let me return the brown shoe and take the red shoe. And by the time you return the brown shoe, you have spotted it. Then you are coming for red shoe. You see, that person doesn't feel committed to the relationship anymore. Because you are sponging off the relationship. You see, many of us, that's how we are with God. When he gives you one thing, you forget. When you want another thing, then you come back again. I'm telling you, you if you can't take human beings for granted, you can't take God for granted. Yeah. 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 So, don't be fixated on this body. Women. You hear me? Yeah, man. I know you are hearing me, but you don't want to hear me. Yeah. Yeah. The soul. You know, there are some people eh, who are conscious of their soul. So, they feed themselves. They read a lot. They know a lot. But the Bible says, ever learning but never coming to the truth. You can read a lot of stories about mm, a love. When we were young, me, I used to read. I like reading. We had mills and boom. Love stories. We had magazines, uh, blue jeans. Love stories. And they give you an idea of who a nice guy is, who a beautiful girl is, how to talk. I mean, hey, you know. <laughs> yeah. 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 Stories. You can read many things and you think that you know about relationships. You know about the art of public speaking. You know about what? Communication skills. Eh? You know about what? Presentations. You've, you see, people have learned things and they bring in deception. When we're in school, we're doing these chemistry, biology, physics, <coughs> sorry. Many of the books that we're using in school, they are obsolete now. They keep upgrading and upgrading them. But we've passed exams on those ones. <coughs> so just imagine that you've spent years of your life studying these books. Today, you can't find them in any bookshop. Yeah. The soul. People read a lot of junk. That's why social media has caught up with many of you. This is this, this our eyes. It is the window into your soul. The last of the flesh. Last of the eyes. Love your body. Love yourself. Every series you want to watch. Every movie that has come, you know about it. Every latest musician, you know about it. Hey, I mean, I'm surprised that now I don't know who these new musicians are. One day we were in the house and CNN, they were showing something and some people were singing. And my wife asked my son, do you know this? Have you heard of this person? Oh, yeah, they've heard of this person. Hey. And I was wondering, where did you hear this? Then I remember when we were also young. We knew things, so. The songs we used to dance to. Eh? You remember? I mean, some of the people we used to listen to, some of you don't know them now. Yeah. 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 Because you see, that's the soul. The soul likes something we call filler, information. You know, you want to feed yourself. You want to fill yourself with something. That's why some people like reading, watching things, and listening to news. You, you know, some of you, you know why gossip is nice? Yeah, because that's the soul. He wants to hear things. 
As you are coming, you are, hey, have you heard? Have you heard? Have you heard? Aha. Yeah. So there are some people, they, they, know, they know you more than yourself. Yeah. They know, as you are walking, some people know you more than yourself. Yeah. One day I met somebody. And when I mentioned my name, the person mentioned where my church was. I realized that the person knows me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The person has information about it because the look, the look and the response was indicative of the person's knowledge. Yeah. He gave himself up. When I mentioned my name, no, he mentioned Bacow. Said, a person knows me. Yeah. We want to know things. That's the soul. The desire to know. The quest to know. But you see, you are a Christian. You are a child of God. Do you turn that desire into knowing God? You know why Paul would say, of all the things he had worked with God, God had revealed himself through uh, um, um, Jesus to him. He had had encounters. He had gone to countries that none of the disciples were able to go preach the gospel, suffered many things. Yet still, he said, that I may know him. Philippians 3.10. It's like, that I may know him. It's like, your soul can never, don't be satisfied. You see, you know less, but you don't want to add more. When doctors finish medical school, it doesn't mean they finish learning. That's when the learning begins. When lawyers get out of uh, 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 law school, that's when the, the learning begins. When you have cases, you have to study this case. Is there a precedent to this case? What are the precedents I can use to defend my client? You know, they spend hours to do research. Yeah. Accountants. They, they started like, I finished school, so I finished learning. No. No. You always have to ask. And it means you have to go deeper and know more things because it's like marriage. When you marry, they give you a certificate. It doesn't mean you have passed. <laughs> certificate is given for people who, are, who have passed exams. <laughs> eh? Eh? Who have graduated. But marriage, you are now starting. Yeah. And they have given you a certificate. You think that's it. That's why many women, when they marry, hey, then they, 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 they tell the husband, you, I'm your wife. I have to tell you what you don't know. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you see, they feel that, hey, I have a certificate too. Certificate of ownership. Certificate of endorsement. Yes. <laughs> so, so it's like, you can't correct them. No, 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 no. It is the beginning of learning something you have never learned before. Marriage is a learning ground. If you don't learn, you many marriages fail. See, sometimes when I see problems as a pastor, that people have that end in divorce. All those problems have gone through some. Yeah, and we are here. <laughs> because you see, you learn as a man, humble yourself. You can make mistakes. Yeah. And as a woman, you to humble yourself. Some women, their mouths. Yeah. 
One day, a certain husband and a certain wife. They were fighting. And, and the wife reported first. Because normally that's how it is. It's the woman who report first. They report first. So when she reported and I went into the matter, I realized that the man was wrong. And the woman too was wrong. So I said, you man, this is your correction. He kept quiet. Then I turned to the woman. You too. This your mouth. No, 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 no. I said, I respect your husband. Because if my wife were to be talking to me this way, I don't think that I would be in the marriage. So for your husband to be here with you all these years, in spite of the way you have been talking, you have to respect him. Yeah. Because that's the truth. And when I finished, the husband was happy. But the wife was unhappy. He says, I'm on the side of the man. You see, let me tell you, it is a sign of somebody who wants to excel and have things, but is not ready to make the sacrifices. Life, the glorious things in life, they are not served on a silver platter. Sometimes, your joy and your peace is a price. You have to bury pride. You have to bury a lot of things in you. You see, many people who sometimes make mistakes are ignorant. But it's, it's, it's difficult to, to deal with somebody who doesn't know something and doesn't understand and you want to correct them. Yeah. Have you seen a teacher who is teaching a student who is failing and say, I know. I know. I know. The teacher does, he is saying the teacher doesn't know anything. But what the student knows has not made him or her pass. But they point fingers. You see that such people, they, they would never come out of that bubble. Yeah. That's our Africa. Our, our politicians, they know our problems, but they can't solve it. When it's election time, you will see that they know our problems. They will tell you. This man has been here, no road. This man has been here all this year. Look at corruption. His people have been chopping the money. Look at the scandals. He's not putting them in jail. It's your money. And you are seeing that, yeah, it's true. When I come, oh, you will see schools. Look at the schools. They don't take their children to these schools. Look at the schools our children are going to. They don't have textbooks. They don't have this. They don't have that. Hey! Then you see that, yeah, this man, he knows our problems. We have to vote for him. Then you have one t-shirt. You are sitting on a trailer. He's playing music. Then you are telling people, vote for us. Vote for us. Vote for us. Campaign manager. When they come into power. <laughs> hey! I'm telling you. Yeah. Because, you see, what we desire and how we get it are two different spirits. Your ability to find fault doesn't mean you can solve problems. Sometimes when you see things in your life, in your family, there are some of your parents can tell you the problems, but they have not solved it. Neither are they helping you to solve it. So now you become aware. This one is a witch. This one is a wizard. This one, they don't like things. You know, I mean, all kinds of things. They will warn you. They will give you all the... People you have to avoid. <laughs> yeah. 
the things, and you will see them. You see how these people, their homes are this, that, this, that. They will point it all, but they have not been able to deal with it. Neither are they also even helping you to deal with it. What will it take for you to overcome it? Go deeper. Search deeper. You yourself. Make that effort. Make it. Knowing problems is not the end of problems. What you know must stir you up into solving problems. You see, the plan of God for us, he says, our eyes, our ears, neither our hearts can comprehend what God has prepared for the people that he loves. You can't sit here and just imagine what God wants for you. Some, yeah, there are some women who think that it's like marriage is an ultimate goal. And so, no matter what it takes, they will marry whoever it is for them to feel comfortable. Some men feel that they have to make money by any means necessary. Yeah. And because as for a man, Charlie, if you don't have money, you don't have mouth. I don't know which scripture is that. There are people who have money. Their wives don't respect them because they are fools. Yeah. Money doesn't make you wise. It doesn't give you morals. It doesn't give you a quality lifestyle. It is you. There is something you have to do. If you don't look for it and put your heart to it, whatever you get becomes a problem. Because some people get a job, it becomes a problem. Their pride. Some people, they get a job, their parents cannot speak about their lives again. Whatever choice they make, their parents can't say anything because they are making money. That their parents haven't made before. Yeah. You see, yeah, you have, you have. One day there was a guy. He and his brother were in the church, and and his his brother reported his younger brother reported him about comments that their parents had made. Because he's working, he's making a lot of money. Money that his father hasn't seen, never saw when he was working. Yeah. Mother didn't see. So, a certain pride has come. Buy cars, travel unnecessarily. I mean, likes to chill, hang out. And when the parents are talking, hey, if that's how, he said, one day he passed a comment, he said, if you people always want to put your nose in my life, I will live my life outside your nose. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, I'm talking about a Christian brother who sits in the church and listens to preaching. Who is speaking like that to their parents? Because of money. Who told you that money makes you an important person? No. No. It feeds your pride. If you're not wise, you see that any opportunity you have, it doesn't help you grow. It helps you become more isolated. And you attract the wrong crowd. Your mind is growing wrongly. You, you go deeper into depression instead of happiness. You see, the people who spend time following God and humbling themselves, they are the ones who are promoted. I'm telling you, life, eh? Don't ever walk in any deception or delusion that if one day you are the richest person in Gambia, it doesn't mean you'll be the happiest person in Gambia. I'm telling you. Yeah. You have never seen rich people who, who are suicidal before. I, I know somebody who decided that he, 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 nobody should come to his house one month. Yeah. One month. He doesn't want to see any human being. Yeah. 
He wants to be alone. And they're alone. Do you know what he's doing? He has alcohol. He has junk food. I mean, he has a TV. He, he, he can't even bath. It's like when, they, when, they, when, the, when the wife, the mother of, the, uh, uh, of his wife, forced to go into the house, they were surprised at the stench. And it's like, ah, why? What is the problem? What's the problem? What's the problem? It's because, see, many people, eh, this life, eh, there's, there's a wisdom that we all have to operate by. And that wisdom is from God. It is pure. Go deeper into wisdom and do more. That's my title under the topic. Go deeper into wisdom and do more. Romans chapter 11, verse 32. Romans eleven thirty-two. For God had concluded them all in unbelief that he might have mercy upon all. Hey, verse 33. Oh, the death of riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his way past finding out. Verse 34. For who hath known the mind of the Lord? Oh, who hath been his counselor? This is a beautiful scripture. I tell you. Go back to verse 32. Let me read my new century version. I like the new century version. These people don't have it, so the magicians in the church. Romans, is that not so? Chapter 11, verse 32. New century version. Beautiful. It says, and I'm reading from the new century version. Hey, where is it? Wonderful. God has given all people over to their stubborn ways. So that he can show mercy to all. Hey, how many of us are not stubborn? You see, when you are here, you say you are not stubborn. Then you are the head of the stubborn department. <laughs> hey! You see, let me tell you something. Stubbornness is when you are told what to do, but you do what you want. And all of us have that weakness. We, sometimes we enjoy doing what we want, not what has been told us. Yeah. Yeah. So there is a streak of stubbornness in all of us. Yeah. All of us. Yeah. Yes. God's riches are very great. Listen, they are together. These two scriptures, three of them. And his wisdom and knowledge have no end. It means, you know, what the greatness and the, and the death of what God has for us, it is mind-boggling. But because we are stubborn, sometimes we get a little, a little low, and we don't want to listen again. Anybody who is sitting here who doesn't live and walk with instructions from God's word, you are stubborn. 
Don't remove yourself from the scripture. And you see, the moment you are like that, the Bible says God gives you up. So you can't go deeper with God. You are shallow. Where you reach, is, that's all. That's why some people, you see, they can sit down and criticize the church because they think they have been sitting in church doesn't give you the authority to criticize the church. The fact that you have sat in a classroom, you can't criticize the school. Your lecturer has taught you and now you are a politician. Because you, you have power, you are criticizing the lecturer. Yeah. Because you have a little advantage. I remember one, some time ago, one of our mates who was a politician, he, he, he passed a comment and a lecturer, somebody who had lectured him, criticized him for that position and things. And then he opened his mouth and said that these people, they have obsolete ways. And if, if the man has any wisdom, he should improve the university where, yeah. yeah. You see, that's pride. Yeah. That's pride. You, and you see, anything you have is transient. When people enter politics, they become proud. They talk anyhow. Let them lose power. He says, God's riches are very great. And his wisdom and knowledge have no end. No one can explain the things God decides or, or understands. No one can explain the things God decides or understand his ways. As the scripture says, who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been able to give him advice? Which of us here gave God advice as to how to create the earth? How to place the mountain? How not to make the waters overtake? It's when you stand and you look at the sea. The sea looks like a mountain. I'm telling you. Yeah, it's like that. And the, 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 the earth mass has more water than anything. When we are sitting on water, this earth, it is sitting on water. How can, a, how can water be suspended in a bubble? Jeff Bezos went to uh, space and uh, for two minutes. Is it two minutes? Yeah. Two minutes. And he saw the earth. He said, it looked like nothing. Very little. Yeah. We are here proud. Yeah. Can't crush it like that. Why are we proud? You can't do great things if you don't go deeper into the things of God. Alright. Any one of us who seeks to do great things must have certain things in mind. Let me show you a beautiful scripture. Isaiah chapter 54 verse 16. It says, Behold, this is God. I have created the smith that bloweth the coals in the fire. I've created somebody who gives energy, light, fire, and that bringeth forth an instrument. And the person has the ability to create things. He has the ability to invent and create things for anything that he wants to do. And I have also created the waster to destroy. It's like God saying that I've given somebody the ability to create cars. I've also given somebody the ability to destroy them. Hey, look at Ukraine. 
One of the most beautiful countries in Europe. One of the most prosperous countries in Europe. But somebody has also been created as a waster. And he goes there and he's destroying everything. He, in fact, he has destroyed everything. You can't understand it. Find your balance. Who are you? Where do you belong? You see, there are things that are determined beyond our understanding. When, when you find yourself in a, in a family, are you somebody who gives life to the family? Ask yourself, some of you should be very careful even when you are following your parents because some of your parents are divisive. They divide people. Sometimes you can have parents who tell, hey, I don't, don't have anything to do with these people. You see, that spirit is a divisive spirit, unprogressive spirit. Anybody who calls himself a child of God should never discriminate. Peter and all these people, they had that spirit. And Jesus Christ had to reveal something to them for them to overcome it. That's why Peter said in Acts 10, 34, of the truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. After his encounter with Cornelius, God sent him to people who eat things they don't eat. And people who, who are supposed not to be Jews. You see, but there are also people that God loves. God doesn't love only your tribe. Look at even your tribe. What have they been able to achieve? When your parents pride themselves and give you a history of who they are, let them show you what they are, what they have. Instead of leading you into discriminating. You see, the reason why when you go to developed countries, you don't find this kind of, uh, I, I am Jola, I am uh, Manyago, I am this, I am that, I am this. If I'm an American, I'm an American. If I'm British, I'm British. If I'm German, I'm German. Yeah. They have them. They have Bradenbergers. They have all these little, little things. But you don't even hear it. it, it has, they don't look at it. It's like one spirit, one nation. But there are always people who want... Hitler brought division and decided that, look, Germany belongs to Germans. Therefore, we got to drive away these people. Meanwhile, these people, they, they had helped you to, to unearth your riches. And he tried to kill six million of them. Still, there are more millions there. All over Europe. Now, it is Hitler's uh, 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 attack that even made the Jews go to many other places. Ukraine and all these places. So they are all over. It's like anytime God uses somebody to stir up a problem, he, he, he also uses it to, to promote. Yeah. When you are in the church and you, you think that you can insult, you can, you can find fault for people to stop. Okay. Maybe the people who have stopped, they are supposed to go and continue somewhere. But as for you, you are the waster. You will be dealt with. Hmm. Are you in the church? What's the time? Okay. In 10 minutes, we are going home. Do you like it? Are you sure? All right. Let me go back to my King James. Like the new century uh, version of the Bible. It's beautiful, I tell you. Yeah. Wonderful. Fantastic. Okay. Now, how does one go deeper and do more. I want to know. Don't you want to? Second Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse 12. Second 
Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse 12. It says, Now, them that are such, we command and exhort by our Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe you should read from 10. Then it will give you. For even when, go to verse 10. Verse 10. For even when we were with you, this we commanded you, that if any would not work, neither should he eat. Hmm. For we hear that there are some which work among you disorderly, working not at all, but are busybodies. Now them that are such, we command and exhort by our Lord Jesus Christ, that with quietness they work and eat their own bread. And verse 13, but ye brethren, be not weary in well-doing. Now, let me explain the scripture and show you why we need to go deeper and do more. Number one, we should never be tired of doing well. He said, be not weary in well-doing. I'll show you another scripture. For in due season you shall reap if you faint not. I'll give you that one. But this one. You see, we have to understand something about what God wants all of us to do. The scripture we read said, I had not seen, ear had not heard, neither has it entered to the heart of man, the things which God has prepared for them. Sometimes, you are not doing something because you don't know. But if God reveals something to you, you have to be careful because when you start doing it, you, you can give up. And sometimes, the more you obey God and do what God wants you to do, that's when you keep flourishing. You know, people are very ungrateful. And when you start doing good to people, those people turn against you every time. Yeah. Sometimes the people can say things that will hurt you are people you love. Yeah. You see, if, if I'm driving and I cross a taxi driver and he insults me, is he? Uh, I'm not moved. I have not even heard. But if that insult comes from you to me, not because I've crossed you, it means something. Sometimes you are driving and somebody does the wrong thing, you are correcting the person. The person says, oh, get out! You know? As you are correcting the person, why are you stopping here? Oh, then they do their hand, you know? Yeah. But you see, when they do that, do you, do you, do you also get that? Hey, do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? You just move on. Because they lack understanding. But if you, you are doing something wrong, and I tell you, what you are doing is wrong. Hey! You see, you know me. And you know that I mean well. That's not the reaction that must come from you. It is this attitude that makes parents change towards their children. Sometimes there are some children, your parents don't talk. Because, hey, whatever they have said, you have looked down upon it. You call them names. You look down upon their counsel. You want to advise your father or your mother. Even if they have made mistakes, they are wiser than your wisdom. Yeah. Many Christians, some, they stop doing good because of how people... Sometimes when somebody is rich in the church and they have money, they get to a point, if they've been in the church for a long time, they get to a point, they don't help anybody. I'm telling you. Because of the wickedness of the people you help. Yeah. Yeah. 
Sometimes you can, somebody will come to you and tell you a nice story. Then you, you are moved with compassion. Then money that you have decided to use for something, you divert it and give it to the person. The person says, I'm going to give it to you at the end of the month. End of the month has become two years. And when you are asking for it, as if you are the bad person. So sometimes people change. They stop doing well. But you see, the Bible says, be not weary in well doing. There are some people there, I'm telling you, that's how they are in our midst too. They got nothing. They are busy. They are proud. And, and they know how to talk. Yeah. It's not everybody you help. Do you think God is going about helping everybody? He says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man will hear my voice and open, I will come in and I will sup with him and he with me. <laughs> Repent ye therefore and be thou zealous. Some people don't want you into their lives. It's when somebody comes to you to request for something. It's, they are not opening their lives up to you. No. <laughs> they are asking you for a need. Sometimes when you give them what they want, that's when you see their, their life, who they are. And you realize that you made a mistake. You didn't know the person. I mean, I've met liars. People hey, who can tell you a story. Pastor, hey, you stop praying, you stop seeing anything and solve the problem for them. But you later realize that they were taking you for granted. Yeah, because we are human beings. But it doesn't stop us. Because you know something? When I do good to you, and you pay me back with evil, my blessing is higher than what you have done to me. And that thing that I did for you, it means nothing. So you get no value out of it. But I gain. I gain. Be not weary in well-doing. Galatians chapter 6, verse 10. 10. No, go to verse, uh, let's read from verse 2. Verse 10 is too much, sorry. Verse 2. Yeah. It says, bear ye one another's, bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Anybody who wants to go deeper in God and do more with your life, Take other people's burdens. But it's difficult because you also have yours. And you are going to take up people who are ungrateful, people who are forgetful, who are selfish. Sometimes eh, you, can, you can make sacrifices for people. When you have a problem, those people will not be there. We used to have a guy who used to come to church. And he knows the people he has to talk to. Nine stories. Then at the end of the story, he wants money to solve a problem. Then he'll move here, he'll move here, he'll move here. You see, one day after church, I had been telling this guy that if you don't stop this thing, eh, I will stand in the church and announce to every. I will call you, I will surprise you. <coughs> when I was talking to him, something said, ask him this question. I said, how much money do you have in your pocket? He said, oh, some money that I'm going to give to my auntie. I said, let me see. So, reluctantly, he, he had a, a bag like this with his Bible and things. Then, there was some pockets. Oh, 
If I open this, I may see a lot of money. Then he opened it and the money that was in. You see, he was telling me that he was going to give the money to his aunt. I knew it was a lie. You, the way you are, your auntie will give you money to keep for you. They won't send you to collect money. Anymore. But you see, he goes around asking for money. And sometimes when he comes to you, he has more money than you have. Yeah. But he will, the way he will talk and behave, you, you will feel bad if you don't give him even the little. But he never, even offering, he doesn't give offering in church. Yeah. So, I told him, you see, the evil spirit that is in you. I thought he had heard, though. And he was still now sending messages, going to people. Yeah, he, uh, he's very selective. So, one day, I was preaching, uh, then I saw him. I said, as for today, this guy, I, 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 I got to deal with him. So I said, stand up. I said, you know something? Anybody in this church, if this guy asks you for money, number one, don't give him. He's a liar. He's a thief. What he's doing is an evil... It makes people uncomfortable in the church. And, and sometimes, people like that, when they lie... When you are in genuine need and you go and talk to somebody, the person thinks that that's how we all are. But this church, everybody comes to you and they want to ask you for something. No, that's not how everybody is. But one person, a little force, can spoil the one person's attitude. Yeah. Bear ye one another's burdens. So fulfill the law of Christ. It's difficult to work with Christ too. Because he wants you to do well. And, and, and never give up. But when you are doing well, it's painful. Verse 3. For if a man think himself to be something, when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. Never be proud. Don't look down upon people. You sometimes eh, when you know why people have certain problems, you won't talk. One day, somebody lied to me. And when I discovered the lies, the people around me who also discovered the lies, they were angry. I said, you know something? We did good. Let's not talk about this anywhere, what the person has done. Because me, I saw desperation. And I saw somebody who was fighting for survival. And if we have helped the person, let it be. Don't talk about it. Because sometimes you, you can be bitter and, and spoil your blessing. Yeah. And there's, and you see, when you feel that somebody has taken advantage of you, it is because of your pride. That's why you have that feeling. Yeah. Everybody has pride. Because you too take advantage of Christ. Many of you like, you see, there are some people who can pray for husband. Lord, if you bless me with a husband, I'll save you. I'll do good. Oh, let a man come. Sometimes you even think that it's not God who gave you the husband. Yeah. Yeah. You are praying for a child. Now when the child comes, I have to, I have to take the child to, uh, what? Uh, we have a doctor's appointment. Uh, the child needs special care. I mean, hey, when you hear any baby crying, then you run, hey, my baby, is it my baby? What are they doing to my baby? <laughs> you become it's like an obsession 
So, so sometimes many, many, many wives, eh, when they give birth, their marriage is poor because they take their heart into the child and forget that it is the man. Who, the, the love is for the man. Who, the devotion is for the man. The one who is sucking the breast is temporary. The one who owns the breast, he's there. You know, when, 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 you, when you don't take care of your husband, you see, children, eh, they are very independent. Look at all of us. We have independent, independent mindsets. I don't think our children wake up in the morning and think, what does daddy want? What does mommy want? What will make daddy happy? What will make mommy happy? For the way. <laughs> yeah. So if you're a mother and you don't understand how to honor the man the day the children start showing you attitude that time the man too he has built himself in a, a different environment and you are finding it difficult to come into that space that's when your prayer will change lord bring my husband back lord bring my husband back i bind the demons that took away my husband's heart you are binding what you are the demon that drove away his heart Verse 4. <laughs> Going deeper in wisdom. wisdom. Yeah. You know, when, when you take your time in life and you, you think through things, eh, you can have peace. Because marriages can bring depression, but marriages can also bring life. Yeah. You see, God said, I've created the blacksmith to put in coal and fire and I've also with to create instruments for his work but I've also created a waster to destroy and um, yeah you marriage is supposed to be a beautiful thing I'm telling you it's a beautiful thing I mean I have peace in my life I tell you by the grace of God yeah one wife is enough uh, because women are they are a project <laughs> Yeah. One alone, finish, finish it. When you finish it, then you can, you can decide to go. But you, it's a project you can't finish. You can't finish it. Yeah, finish it. Yeah. Because you see, when you don't understand it, it's like the things that God has created for your life to be beautiful are the same things that the enemy uses to take away your life. That's why even children are an heritage from the Lord. It's like they have a blessing and a delight. When there's a marriage and there are no children, it's a problem. But sometimes there are marriages that have problems because of their children. Yeah. Poverty is not a good thing. Sometimes there, is, there are fights in the home because there is no money. And the woman says, we, we, we are tired. <laughs> Why? <laughs> the woman has tried. Yeah, it's not easy. But sometimes there are homes where there's a lot of money, but there are also problems. Yeah. 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 Let every man prove his own work, and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. Let me tell you something. Me, one of the secret things in my life is I don't depend on my wife to make me happy or my children. I would have been depressed. And I think if she also depends on me for happiness and my children look at me for happiness, they will also not be happy. 
Yeah. Christ alone. But how do you get there? It is appreciating the people in your life and giving them value for who they are. It builds you up to have your space and your comfort. You see, when, you are, when, when I'm talking to husbands who complain about their wives, it always comes back to them. One day I asked a husband, he talks, I said, your wife works. Have you ever heard any complaint from anybody in the office about your wife? You know some of the people there. If I like, call them and ask them, Charlie, how's my wife? And hear what they will say. Your wife is in the church with us. Have you heard somebody reporting him, uh, sorry, reporting her to you? That she has disrespected him or said something, shown pride? Have you ever? Why is it that you, you have a, a thesis of problems? But you see, and the woman is, and the woman is this, and the woman is this, and, and, and that's why when you are a man, your heart should not be in a woman. It is you. It is you. You see, sometimes there are some cars when you sit inside, the first thing you see is that hey, our roads are bad. Oh. Because you hear pop, when you have a small pot, the whole car is shaking. You have to hold it. You complain about the road. But there are some cars when you sit inside on the same road, you think you are in a plane. <laughs> when you when you when you fall into a portal, papa, 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 wow, no bumping. You see, the problem is not the road has its problem. Yes, but the real problem is the car you are sitting inside. Telling you. <laughs> So when you change your car, you won't complain. (laughs) Because when you get on some road, you start feeling. Yeah, but I'm saying there are some cars when you sit inside on that road. Wow, stable. When you are passing through the road for you. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Learn to understand yourself. You see, many of us don't understand ourselves. And we jump into relationships, we jump into business. You, 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 you get into business, you complain, and the environment, and the, this. This environment is the same thing that the Lebanese operates and the Indians operate. Yeah. You are, you are, you are complaining. Me, I'm happy. If I follow people in the church, I will not be happy. But you, one person makes you unhappy. Me, hundred people can make me unhappy. But I found something in myself by the grace of God. Yeah. He says, let every man prove his own work. And then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone. When you don't learn to be happy, that's why many of you even have wrong friends. You expose yourself to people who don't matter in your life. Look, when I was growing up, eh, I grew up in an environment where people were 
rich parents. And I had friends whose parents were rich. And I said, me, I'm different too. My father has not brought me up to feel that, look, when I grow, I have an inheritance, so you don't need to work, you know? No, no, no. It's like everything, brother. You got to work. You got to do, go to school, do this, do that, do that, you know? And he's a Christian. Go to church. No God. I mean, even marriage. He gives advice on marriage because he has also gone through marriages and he has failed and he has learned his lesson and he's telling me the type of woman I should marry. And I'm not listening. I'm following this, my friends. We sit in a bar and we drink and we chat and we talk about women. We talk about business. We talk about life as if we, are, we, are, we have achieved the end of the world. But we got nothing. Then I realized that these people, and when you follow them, when I follow them, I will go nowhere. I have to move away from them. It was a personal decision I had to make. And I did it. Some of you can't do that. Yeah. So your only happiness is when you are with people. I'm bored. So what do you want to do? Let me visit my friends. I, I don't visit you because I'm bored in the house. Ah! When you are shallow, eh, you feel your relationships are also very shallow. Because, you see, being with somebody and sharing habits is not a deep relationship. And you drink with them, you go to parties with them. No. It's an empty kind of relationship. Somebody who doesn't, can't look, you, you have a friend who cannot look at you and tell you that you don't respect your mother. You don't respect your father. You don't, you, ha you have pride. They look at the way you talk to boys. You see that recent, just some three days ago, a certain lady, she was chatting with me about her husband. Some guy was in her life. I mean, the guy was some way, but she couldn't leave because she's 35 and she's afraid that if she leaves the guy 35, who is, who is, who, how will I start again? <laughs> I said, look, you see that thing that you are seeing, eh? It is better you jump out of it because if, if you have to marry that person, think of living with this problem for the next 35 years. Yeah. You're afraid. You see, you haven't discovered who you, who you are, who, what your strength is. So it's like somebody has to be in your life. Even if some, many women, they, when they see some men who are even some way, it's like the, the fear of losing them is so tormenting that they want them with their problems because they all men have problems. All men have problems. There is no perfect man. So I didn't know that God has called you to perfect men. Nobody has a ministry to perfect any man. You can't. And no man has been called to correct women. We don't correct women. We love them. Bible says, love your wives, not correct them. <laughs> yeah. Love your wives. Love overlooks wrongs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you, say, you say, oh, she, she talks. Oh, don't worry. I will handle her. She, 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 yeah. <laughs> hmm? There's a story I, I keep, I tell you, but today I won't say it. Verse 5. I won't say it. Let me end here. For every man shall bear his own burden. And what is your burden? You see, eye has not seen, ear has not heard. Neither has it entered into your heart the things that God has prepared for them that love him. 
But God has revealed them by his spirit. Yea, the, the, and the spirit searcheth all things. Yea, the deep things of God. Now, everything that you have to do has been revealed to you. That's your burden. That's, that's your call. And it takes only God, a relationship with God. The deeper you go into God, the more you get closer to understand who you are. Because some of you, eh, you are unhappy in marriages, in life. You are unsettled. You are all over the place because you don't know who you are. If you find that thing in God, you become stable. That's why the Bible says, be content with certain things as thou hast. You see, today, you may not have a husband. You may not have children. You think that you are a useless person. So let, you see, don't follow what people say. Society feels that if you're a woman, you haven't married, you are a prostitute. And maybe you have gone to school. Uh, you are doing well. There's a demon that is worrying you. That's why. No, don't put yourself under sack. If you know who you are, you realize that, look, there are some of your friends who are in marriages. Eh? Look, it's only grace that have not made them commit suicide. When they come, and, and they can't even discuss their issues with you. Yeah. People have problems they don't open up about. Go back to uh, Galatians 6, verse 6. Verse 6. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. We use this scripture to honor. And it is because one of the ways of knowing what God wants for you is through people who serve God. I, I discovered my love and, and my desire to serve God strongly when I started listening to Bishop Dag. Because, you see, when I became a Christian and I gave my life to Christ, the only prayer I prayed was, Lord, help me to be faithful. Because I've never been faithful in a church. I've never gone to a church, even though I grew up in a Christian home. I've never, I don't belong to any church. My father forces us to go. When he's not there, we don't go. And as I grew, I just left the church. So it was not in me. And I used to pray, Lord, help me to be faithful. And I didn't know what it meant to be faithful. Then I discovered that it is required of stewards that a man be found faithful. Now, a steward, first of all, is somebody that has, has assigned responsibilities. God wants you to be faithful for a reason because he's going to give you things to do. Do you want to employ a house help that you have left your children with? By the time you come, she has gone out with the boyfriend and your baby has poo-pooed since morning and sitting in the wee-wee and the diaper and has nappy rash and has not been fed. No. Some of, the, some of them are not intelligent. But the fact that they are there to change the, uh, the diaper and wipe, it is enough. That's faithfulness. Like Something has been given to you. Commit yourself to it. Galatians 6, 6. Go to verse 7. Verse 7. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. You see, we don't, we don't use this scripture to curse people. Whatsoever a man soweth. It's talking about doing good and having fruits in your body. Yeah. It's not about telling people whatever you sow, you shall reap. Yeah. It is for a blessing. People who reap what they have are people who go deeper into God. Understand many things. Then the last scripture I'm looking for, Bessie, this is it. I'm ending. It says, For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, 
But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. So there are things here. The flesh and the spirit. And I showed you uh, Hebrews 4.12. How you have a body, you have a soul, you have a spirit. Each of them have their functions. As for this body, whatever you give to this body, it will die. The clothes you are wearing, at a point, you won't like to wear them again. Even if it still fits you. You say they are old-fashioned. Your hair, you will change it. You will remove the eyelashes. The shoes, you won't wear them again. Everything you do on the outward, when you eat food, it will come out somewhere. When you see how it has come out, you don't want to even smell it. Yeah, that's corruption. It decays. Yeah. So don't be concerned about what goes into this body alone. But the spirit, the word, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. And then verse 9. Verse 9. And this is it. Say, and let us not be weary in well-doing. Again, don't be tired. You see, there are things you hear, some of you, you have heard things, ah, it's like every time it's the same thing. Yes, it's the same thing that makes you blessed. When I was running my filling station in Ghana, we, we had retailer uh, meetings where we go and we meet the OMC that runs the filling station. And normally the things they take us through, it is repeated. It's like the same thing. One day, one guy asked a question, but these meetings that you call, is the same things that you have been saying, oh. And some of us, we have been in the industry for 20 years. So sometimes we find it even boring to be coming to these same things. If there are new, no new things to be taught. You see, you see, that's an attitude. That's an attitude. Because the reality is that the things that people are supposed to do, they don't do it. So you got to repeat it. When Jesus came, they, they found him fighting against God's word. Because he was saying the same things and giving people uh, uh, like repercussions of what will happen if you don't do it. Because he said, I didn't come to abolish the law. I came to fulfill it. I'm repeating the same thing. So he was quoting. He quotes the same thing. They are offended in it because you see, the people, they realize that they were not doing it. Some of you get offended in the preaching of the word because you don't do it and it has created in you an evil spirit that doesn't like God's word. So, you belittle it. These things we have been hearing, they are not powerful. You see, that thing that you say are not powerful, because you haven't changed, you can't see the power and the glory. Obedience is our key to survival and growth as long as God is concerned. And anybody who wants to go deeper in the Lord and have wisdom must first learn to obey and honor God because he's, the, he's infinite in wisdom. There's nothing God doesn't know about our lives. And when you hear preaching, you see that God addresses everything about you. God's word doesn't discriminate you. It can, it can. I was sitting in, in, in a service and the president was there. And the pastor preached. When the, the, finish, the president came to give speech, he said, this thing that the pastor said, all of us, we are inside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You see, that's God's word. It's not like it addresses people who are not important. And those who are important, God's... And that's pride. So when you get to a point where you think that you, as for you, you are above correction, you can't go deeper with God. No. 
You are shallow. You have come to a, a place where your ministry and everything, your progress has stalled. And you can be whatever you are in the world, but be careful. You are going down. Empty. Anybody who wants to live long and have life in Christ, you must seek him and you must obey him. He says, be not weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Don't be tired. Some of you have changed. You don't pray. You don't wait on God. You used to, many things that you used to do, if you have changed today, it means you are weary in doing well. You are tired. You are tired. You are tired. And that's life. Life wears us out. Sometimes the things that you go through, it can wear you out. If you have hope and it is deferred, the Bible says it maketh the heart sick. You are believing God for something and it has taken longer. It can slow you down. I'm telling you, it can change you. Marriages go through that phase. It's like I came with an expectation. I came with this. Take your time. You don't know how the end of a matter is. It's a better thereof is the end of a matter than the beginning. Yes, be patient with God. Because some people, some people get their uh, uh, fruits in the morning, but by evening they lack. Yeah, that's life. You see some people, when we're young, in school, we had a friend who won Lotto. I'm telling you, students, this guy won Lotto a lot of money. He bought a car for himself. He bought taxis to do business. Hey! When he's coming, everybody is following him. <laughs> hey! He was hot cake. Within three, four years. Up till today, he has not come out of the gutter. When you see him, he looks like an old man. He's my mate. But when you see him, you, he looks like my uncle. Uncle. Yeah. Yeah. Because life, eh? Don't be worried when somebody has their season. You see fruits. Look at trees. You see uh, watermelon, then you won't see mangoes. You will see mangoes, you won't see watermelon. You will see oranges, you won't see banana. I mean, it's like <coughs> different, different things. But you see, the trees remain where they are because their season will come. You have to remain where you are. That's how God has built you. When you move out and about, you are killing yourself. Abraham and these people who inherited promise, they walked with God for years. Yeah. Abraham walked with God for 25 years to get Isaac and walked with God for more than a hundred and something years till he died. He didn't even backslide after now giving birth to Isaac. Do you understand? He continued to walk. So the thing is, since when you get a little favor, there, there's more ahead. You have, some of you, you have, you have a little job. There, is, there are deeper things for you. Yeah, there are higher heights. There are levels. But where it started from? Is it God's word? Is it the presence of God? Don't move away from that presence. 
Continue in it. When we don't give up in due season, we shall reap if only we faint not. Don't change loving people. Don't give up on people. Don't turn your back to God's word. Don't turn your back to the church. Don't become disobedient. Don't become disheartened. Don't become aloof. Don't become disinterested. Don't change towards God. Be consistent. Be steadfast. Unmovable. Always abounded in the faith. One day, when God begins to show you fruits, He's now even introducing you to higher levels. I have seen people in the church as a pastor who get open doors and they just disappear. And later you see that everything goes away. And I've seen people who also get open doors and they stay. And you see that they move from one level to the other. There's a brother, I always use him. He says, there is no money that will be mentioned that I cannot give by the grace of God. Yeah. And this is somebody who had nothing, who was not respected. When you tell a girl to marry this guy, they will think you don't like them. Yeah. Yeah. When he comes, he, he, used, he, he was an usher. He used to sleep in somebody's uh, uh, kinky factory, uh, 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 what's it called? Kitchen. Yeah. And works. Doesn't have deodorant. Doesn't have toothbrush. Doesn't have, yeah. When he, he's, and he works in the church and sweats. When he comes to sit by the woman, they don't even like it. Like this usher. So I have to even tell him how to keep himself, what to use. Oh, thank you. This, that, this, that. Today. If you tell sisters who don't want, who want husbands, look, I'm, I'm going to give you this man. Even though he is married, they will like him. Because you see, you, you, you see a certain glow. Yeah. He has been faithful with little. And he has been steadfast. And God has lifted him up. Because you have no idea where God wants to take you. The level you are is not God's level. The level of God is higher. You see, when you see people who have billions of dollars, they count it in the billions, who are still working. And you, you, you have retired. Your mind has retired. Your legs have retired. Your thinking has retired. Your productivity has retired. It's a problem. Yeah. Or you have some $200,000. So now you are a king. You want to chop the money and live. Want to, this is the money I have. I'm going to eat this money. Every day I will, I will spend this. I'm okay. You see that? You see, there is no vision. There is, you, you are not going anywhere. Yeah. But if you want to go far, think about God. His greatness is beyond measure. And if we, if we tag on to him, he makes us great. Because when you work with great people, you become great. Yeah. I, I have friends who are now great in terms of politics, this, that, because they've associated themselves with leaders, presidents. Yeah. And they are powerful. Yeah. So think about it. Even on earth, the, the kind of relationships you build can determine certain parts of your life. How much more if you choose God? And many of us, we, we find it like something very strange, odd, and, and out of the blue. It's like, no, 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 no. So, God is not in the equation. But think about it. All power is fleeting. Anybody who rises can come down. But when it is God who has lifted you up, Nobody can put you down. Yeah. I know a friend whose father had stroke. 
and he was a politician, rich man, whatever. All of them left the house. He was there alone. He sits in the house. He has nowhere to go. He had high blood pressure and diabetes, whatever. He ended up with stroke. And even his children to come and visit him was a problem. This is somebody who is powerful and you see people coming to the house, this, that, but after you leave the scene, who is coming to visit? Even your family people, they don't want to come because as you are sitting there in the sickness, who should come and be a nurse? Yeah. Yeah. Think deeper and further than you can even imagine. That's, you see, God takes us further into life, into situations that some of us have not imagined. When you are young, you, there are things you don't think about. But when you take up God, he, he makes you sober. That's why when you are young, you don't throw your body around and preserve it. Because this body, at a point, you can't carry it anywhere. If you throw it all around, it will wear out. Yeah. Preserve yourself. God is wise. If we tag along him, we will receive wisdom. Let's go deeper into the wisdom of God. Stand to your feet, everybody. Lift up your voice. Speak to him. Yes. Lift up your voice. Speak to him. Thank him wherever you are. Open your mouth. Speak to him. Yes. Yes. Lord, help me. I don't want to be an ordinary person. I don't want to remain in a mediocre state of my life. I see many people moving out. I don't know where they are going to. Apart from the... Uh, communion stars. Nobody should move. Let's pray. You see, when you hear preaching, it identifies and gives you the ability to deal with things. And that's when you stand to pray about specific things. Yeah. Well, many of us, if we don't change and go deeper into the wisdom of God, we will keep making mistakes. And you think that there is no power in God. There is every power in obeying God. Christ is both the power and the wisdom of God. Yeah. You can never have God in your life and lack wisdom. You can never have, say, if any man lack wisdom, let him call upon God who giveth liberally and abradeth not. He doesn't hold back and he gives it liberally without measure. What you want, he will give you. If it is wisdom you are seeking for, ask for God. You can't find it in the bosom of men. You can find it in the bosom of God because the, the wisdom of men is deceitful, sensual, very selfish. People espouse uh, 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 theories and, and, and things that are very selfish. That's why somebody says, fear woman and live long. It's never the wisdom of God. Fear woman and live God. Many companies are doing well because of the wisdom of women. Men are unfaithful. Yeah. Men, women are more faithful at the workplace than men, by far, by statistics. Yeah. When women have positions, they are more faithful than men. And more, they are easier to, to, to lead and, 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 and to commit things to them than men. We are our pride and our ego. We are equalizers. Don't let the, the wisdom of men and the things people say sway you. Lift your hands. Ask for grace to receive more wisdom. To receive more wisdom. Father, help us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord, help us. Strengthen us. Strengthen us. Strengthen us, Lord. 
Help us, Lord. We give you glory. Touch our lives. Touch our lives. Help us. Take away every semblance of pride in us. Resistance to your word. Disobedience and stubbornness. Things in us that cause you to turn your heart away from us. And show us your mercy, Lord. Show us your mercy. We thank you. We bless you. Touch our lives, O oh God, and strengthen us and bless us. We give you glory in the name of Jesus. Amen. We believe you are blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow the Macarius Church, The Gambia, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. God richly bless you.